This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi. Do we keep on going? Hey. Hi, Jess. I'm not sure. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> I feel like I'm making a mistake already and I haven't even started. No, you're not. <laughs> we are just beginning. Hi. Hi. How is everyone? How are you today? Pretty well, pretty warm, pretty in the bedroom. You're warm? Warm in the bedroom. Warm in a bedroom. That's what I heard about you, but I didn't want to say. Ah. La, 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 la. Yeah, buddy. Oh, my gosh. So, how was your week? What are you doing? What was I doing? Oh, we're prepping to go back to North Carolina. So, now I'm like, my brain is like on prep time, knowing that we're leaving soon, going back. Mm-hmm. And then that's, you know, it's tough again. It's just, I just want to be in one place now. Well, but you're getting there, right? Yeah, we're getting there. It's just, you know, there comes a point, like, at first it was like, oh, this is fun. Oh, this is fun. For a long time. For a long time, that was me every morning. Oh, this is fun. Because I was. I was having a great time. Yeah. Um, And then this past week, it's been, I really just want my home now. Mm -hmm. I just want to have the food that I want to (laughs) eat. Be able to eat it because I have a full kitchen to cook it. I'd like Mm -hmm. to be able to take care of my babies and feed them good food instead of eating out every single day almost and, you know, giving them snacks through the day and, and watching their health be totally out of whack. And Is their health really you know, out of whack? Yes, it is. Because I can't, I can't get them the proper nutrition right now that they need to be having for this stuff. So it's just tough. Is it it's, suffering though? Like, are they sick? No, they're not suffering. I just, the thing is, I don't want to have what happened last year happen, which was they started to get sick in September and they mm. didn't stop being sick until February. Is that because you traveled last summer? Why That's was- because I was not paying attention to their uh, diet and I was not taking care to process their um, transitions between one season to the next season. Mm observing them you know that's the first time they went to school like i wasn't proactive and now is the time to start to set them up for a strong immune system and let their bodies really align with what's coming up next in september and um i'm not paying the price man no it's too i'm like too expensive it's too expensive so whatever i could possibly do to be proactive i'm being and i'm feeling like oh my god oh my god oh my god i need to have it happen now yeah so i agree that's it. You know, it's, it's that kind of stuff. And moving is, is just tough. So, yeah, I agree. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how was Blog Her, dude? Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> well, first, I have to say. wait, wait. Before you did Blog Her, I, I want to hear how Isaac did. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> so Isaac is a funny little creature. Let me tell you. So Isaac, I before, love <laughs> Before we left, everyone here had been on and off with like slight fever, sniffle, sore throat kind of thing. So like him included, like he hadn't shown too many signs of sickness, but he had had like two or three fevers leading like just at nap time, random like little fevers. And so we got on the plane here and um, so he hasn't traveled a lot and he does hate, he hates rides and he hates the elevators. Like he doesn't, and he doesn't like sitting backwards in the car because we live, I think I've told you this, like we live near hills and he gets a little motion sickness. So I was really mm-hmm. nervous about it. And and for good reason, like we got on the plane, it started, he was cool on the plane. He was cool while it was going fast. As soon as it went up in the air, he was pissed, super oh. pissed. He hid his face. He needed oh, his pacifier, baby. which he only has at nap time. Baby. Yeah. Um, and he did cry hard and screamed and he wasn't happy, but then he fell asleep and he felt warm. Like he was warm to me. Oh, okay. And, um, and a little sweaty and like kind of uncomfortable. And, and unfortunately, I didn't have direct flight. Like I had a direct flight in the sense that we didn't have to get off the plane. I see. So it land. So we took off and landed twice. And when he was not feeling well, and it was not good, he did not like the taking offs or the landings whatsoever. He did cry. Other people said that they weren't bothered by him, which I think they were just being generous. But also, I mean, he wasn't squealing at the top of his lungs. He was just like not happy during those times. During the flight time, he was fine. He also would not wear headphones, so TV was out, which was like the one thing people told me was to bring movies. Yeah, that didn't fucking work. Thanks for nothing. Um, he also was not interested in stickers, coloring, food. Like, But I think, again, it was just because he was miserable. He was just the misery. Then we spent, you know, four days in a hotel and you can't do anything without getting in an elevator. So like the first day, yeah, he was pretty pissed getting in the elevator. He was pretty pissed going up. By the second day, he was super over it. He would just stand in the elevator and wait for it to be over like it never happened. Now, this is like two years of every Nordstrom trip because you can't go up to the kids section, the women's section without getting in an elevator. Like any elevator trip would like screaming. Now he's like a seasoned elevator rider. Oh, good. And he doesn't care. So that part was, so that worked out well that he's like, I think you just need to get used to it. And then on the way home, without a fever, he was a delight. Truly. I will say that during the taking offs and the landings, he did insist that the window was down so he could not see out the window. So I'd be like, look, Isaac, we're going fast. Ah! And he would like put it down. <laughs> and then like, and like, cause you know, Izzy wanted to see, cause she'd never been on an airplane before, so she would put it up a little bit and then he would just hide his face or oh, cover gosh. his eyes so he couldn't see, which is kind of funny. Isaac! Yeah, he did not want to see us oh. taking off and landing, but, but what's funny is that like, even on the first day, we did the landing and he was like, ah, ah, ah. and then when we stopped the plane, he goes, more? Oh my gosh. Little shithead. I was like, what do you mean more? Same thing. We went to SeaWorld. We went to SeaWorld. We went on two rides. They were literally the most tame rides ever. And the whole time, ah, ah, and then it stops. More? <laughs> I hate you. But that's kind of like how, I mean, but then if you think about it, like, it is kind of like that when you go on like a real roller coaster or like a Gravitron, you're just like, I want to die. I want to die. I want to die. Ooh, that was fun. Yeah. You no, it, you're right. I don't think, well, there's, once you're a seasoned roller coaster rider, then you can just scream or do whatever you want. But at first, it is something like, what Scary. is happening? Yeah. yeah. What is, oh, that was sort of fun. Yeah. So I think that's what was happening with him, where he was just like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. I like it. Like, now that it's over, he liked it. 
So he was really good. He was also he adjusted to the time one day. He was already on California time. And I think, honestly, that might be because we're always on California time. Like, he doesn't get up until 8 o'clock. He doesn't eat until 9 or 10. He has lunch around 1230. He goes down for a nap around 1 or 2. We have dinner early, and then he goes to bed at, like, 9. So changing that to 6 or having him wake up at, like, 7 there was great. But it just meant that, you know, we didn't wake up this morning until, like, 10. It's going to take me a while to get him back on East Coast time because we're Like, I feel like every time I go to California, that's my normal time. This is not weird. This is what's not normal to me, that it gets dark so early. I mean, not that it doesn't get dark early. That's ridiculous. It's the same. It gets dark the same there as it does here. But I just mean, like, it's more normal for me on the East Coast to wake up at 9. And it's more normal on the West Coast for me to wake up at 7. It's like my normal clock is set. It feels like my normal clock is set to California time, which is so bizarre. But he, he was delightful. All day yesterday. Yesterday was even hilarious because like somewhere along the trip, because he wasn't doing this before we left, he figured out that he could say goodbye to people and that was like the right thing to do. So anytime we went anywhere and we were leaving that room, bye guys, at the top of his lungs. Oh my God. Bye. Bye mom. Bye Yaya. (laughs) Bye Izzy. Bye, guys. Bye, lady. Bye, tree. Bye, cars. I mean, top of his lungs. He did it in the plane taking off. He did it getting off and on the planes. Bye. Top of his lungs. It was hilarious. Therapeutic. I guess. But, like, he didn't. He always. Like, his thing, as you know from listening to the show, is always, hi. Mm -hmm. That's not his thing anymore. Now it's like, bye. Uh such a like enthusiastic goodbye also there's a new word that he picked up that we can't figure out that he makes into a song it's ugabuggy i don't know what ugabuggy is but it's from daniel tiger i don't know it's not oh you think it's ugamugga i don't know but he no because he'll go he'll go ugabuggy buggy ugabuggy buggy 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 like he's like his own little thing and we don't know what the hell it is last time um there was a word like that dot though we were like, Dato? And, and like, Laura thought he was saying, like, that, though. And I was like, he does not know slang. That's just dumb. Dato, Dato. Until finally, it was tomato. Dato is tomato. Oh. But it took us weeks. So I guess right. Bugga Buggy is going to be able to <laughs> figure out. But no, he was delightful. He was delightful to travel with. He was in a good mood. He was quiet in the stroller. He did great. He, he They went to the beach without me. He loved every second of it. Got sand in his... I had to wash his hair four... I forget when you take a kid to the beach. I had to wash his hair four times just to get it out of like his eyebrows. So ridiculous. Um, it was ridiculous. How come we don't get sand on our eyebrows when we go to the beach? Who, I mean, like... You know, I washed him, yeah. and then I was just like, "Wait, but your eyebrows are still sandy. <laughs> Wait, but your eyebrows are—they—it's like it wouldn't come out for some reason." And then we did Sea World. He loved Sea World. We saw the dolphin show, and we saw the fishies and the whales. And they have a thing out there. I don't know if they have it here in Florida, but in the Sea World in San Diego, they have something called Bay of Play, which is like Sesame Place smack in the middle of Sea World. So it was like little rides and a huge climbing net and a ball pit and a trampoline for littles Ooh, and a trampoline for big. It was great, but like they don't I don't recall them having that at the SeaWorld here in Florida. 
Anyway, so it was really fun. Never enough time with my sister. And they had such a good time together. Like, they loved... Oh, my God. This is the best part, though. You know how I always talk about Isaac as, like, a disgusting, filthy barnyard animal when he eats? Yes. Well, so... um, And by the way, my sister's daughter, Clara, I never saw anyone make such a mess. In fact, I was horrified that, like, she was visiting and we gave them breakfast and then I had to go to a wedding with yogurt in her hair because Dana refused to feed them anything and like they fed themselves and she was Isaac's age and she like covered herself in yogurt right before a wedding and Dana was just like fuck it put her dress on so like so like meanwhile so okay so we're at their house and Dana makes turkey meat sauce like ground turkey with meat like pasta sauce and elbows and it's like one of Isaac's favorite things. And she has a tiny little table for the kids to eat out with little Elmo chairs. And they all had their own little Elmo chair. There's a picture of it on Facebook of right before they started eating. And they're all very happy and smiling together. Well, five minutes past, Isaac's, they're all eating. Ten minutes past, they're all eating. Now, once Isaac gets bored with the eating and he wants to, and also if he wants to amuse others, he will start noodle by noodle, and this is what he does. He starts noodle by noodle, putting them on the floor. Well, he's not even two. The others are three and four and a half. So they're all about rules and regs. Yeah. And so one by one, they start coming to the adult table. Isaac's putting noodles on the floor. Yes, yeah, I know. He's a baby. He's not allowed to do that. And then they would, and then they would go, back and, go back and sit down and eat your dinner. And they would come back. Isaac is um, <laughs> spitting out his food. And I was like, I know he just, that's just what he does. He likes, he just likes to do that. Well, then it was Isaac dumped out his pasta and is spreading it all over the table. And now the three of them are all crowding the adult table and Isaac is by himself looking around like, what's going on guys? (laughs) I'm having fun over here. What are y'all doing? And I was like, look, now no one will eat. I said, you guys need to eat with baby Isaac. I know he's making a mess, but none of them even wanted to walk over there. It was such a mess. (laughs) Like they could even like pasta all over the floor, all over the table, everything. Isaac covered in pasta from like eyebrows to like elbows in pasta sauce. And they just were all like, they were all kind of looking at their mom like, what the fuck do we do here? What's happening? And, and Dana was like, it's fine. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's obviously not fine. Let me clean it up. I started cleaning up the table. And and Clara, who's like the biggest rules and regs of them all, she's like, there's one over there. There's one over there. There's one right here. There's one over there. Like, she didn't want me to miss one fucking noodle. That same little girl with yogurt in her hair at the wedding is just like, you missed one, bitch. And so... <laughs> That's what you get. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fine. Whatever. So, I was just like, thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay, Isaac's all done. Then I brought him to the big table. And then they could eat properly without him being there. But they, like, kind of... Dana later texted me. And she was like, I'm sorry my kids mess-shamed your son. And I was like, yeah, thanks. Considering, like, when Clara was visiting here, she basically buttered our kitchen. Because we gave them rice, like, rice pilaf. And the I'm telling you, top to bottom, there was, like, butter grease from her rice fiasco but anyway oh my gosh so yeah so that was kind of funny where like <laughs> they they uh they didn't want to eat with him but he was much more i mean but what's funny is that that was the day we went to sea world we went back to her house for dinner we played everything was fine and then like within i don't know like 20 minutes to a half hour of dinner all her kids have a thumb or a finger in their mouth like they're exhausted laying on the floor ready for bed and isaac's just like cars trucks da 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 like let's get moving what's wrong with you people like he he was still pleasant as punch, not melting down, not too tired. He is ready. He's a trooper. Yes, he is. He's a very good kid. So I was very lucky. Did I talk too long about that? I feel like I talked. Way <laughs> about that. We got the Isaac story, dude. That was got awesome. The Isaac story. And then, um, yeah, and then blog her. And then blog her. 
Um, Blogger was good for one reason only. And I, you know, this is the first and only thing I did this year that was not podcasting related at a podcasting event. It was podcasting related, but not at a podcasting event. Yeah. And um, it was good because all the sponsors there were like, I was a commodity. Whereas like, I'm not a commodity at podcast movement. Everyone knows that I'm there because of podcasting and that I podcast like at blogger they were like oh you have a podcast and when you're there to talk about podcasting it's like a million questions they never thought of before and I got to meet Mimi from Drew Carey show which is like one of my oh my god she was so cool and like um yeah that part was great seeing the speakers talk I mean I didn't understand I guess I don't understand the point of keynote speakers at blogger because I thought they were there to talk about like having famous blogs but like Sarah Michelle Geller talked about her new product. Kim Kardashian talked about her apps. Cheryl Crow talked about breast cancer. Yeah, I just, I didn't, I didn't quite, I guess they were there to be inspiring and motivating, which is fine. I wasn't that inspired by Kim Kardashian, but I, she did say something very interesting that I wanted to repeat. Um, the woman, Elisa, asked her the question. She's like, I know everyone asked you this question, but I would like to know your answer. Like people, people always want to know, like, what's your talent and does that bother you? She's like, first of all, no, it doesn't bother me. She said, I know people don't think this is a real talent, but I was just talking about this with my husband the other day. And I said to him, here you make records and you have this musical talent and you work so hard and you work all these hours and you have to you know and you have a music studio and you have to launch it and you have to do this and you have to do that and he and she was like and then you go on tour and you're on stage and you're sweating and you're giving it your all and here we drive the same car Hmm. and i don't have to do any of that (laughs) and i was like touche bitch Uh (laughs) you can hate it you can love it. You can try to be it. But the truth is she and Kanye drive the same fucking car. That's true. You want to say she doesn't have a talent? Just because you can't talk about it and say she, her talent is X don't mean she don't drive the same car as Kanye. It's true. That's crazy. She's got a point. So well, next what, time you want to disparage her for whatever, think about it like that. She did obviously she coin is, it though. Did she coin? Did she say I no. am? This is what I do. Like how? What I she mean, spe- this is what she spends her day doing. Her reality show and apps. She has an app about her life, and she's constantly making updates to it. And so she's yeah. directing and producing and figuring out her own, her show about her life. Right. And when asked what she wanted to do when she was a little girl, she said, "When I was thirteen. Me and my friend, one of my best friends, were watching Road Rules on MTV, and she said, that's what I want to do. And her friend was like, what do you want to do? And she was like, I'm going to audition on Road Rules. You're going to audition with me. She goes, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. That's all you, but I'd happy to be your manager. And she said, and it's funny because now my friend who said that is an actual manager, and my show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, is done by the people who did Road Rules. And I was like, Mm. boom, there you have it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a it's, whole it's a whole new perspective. But see, this is what's so inspiring it, to to a degree about that right now because we are we're sort of you know, we'll get deeper into this at at some point because it's it's so huge because you know, social media keeps changing, the way that we consume media is changing, culture is now being defined by the things that we consume, which are the things that we're creating. So it's it's kind of all feel, feeding each other. And, you know, and podcasting is, is part of that narrative. Podcasting is that thing. And to know that, like, you know, early on when you were saying that you wanted to be on the radio or you wanted to have a show, right? Yes, yes. And so now that's, 
that's like a thing. You have a couple of shows. You have it's possible. You know, the, it, it's totally possible. Yeah, to be able to do it in the way, and this is the other thing too, to be able to do it in the way that you can then excel at it without having to work at it in the same way that we would in the past. Sort of like. Now you have to pitch your show to the, you know, to the whatever studio you want to work with. You have to, you know, you have to negotiate how much money you're going to make. You have to, you do all that stuff still, but you do it in your own terms, right? Exactly. And it's kind of like, I mean, I'm not sure that anything that she said was necessarily admirable. Like, it's not necessarily admirable that she was like, I want to be on Rule Rules. And now she has a show for Rule Rules. Like, it's not admirable. But it does. Yeah, it does kind of say like she did have an idea of what her life was going to be like as far as like my life is interesting. She also said, you know, that growing up, people were constantly like, I can't believe your life's not a sitcom because of the Jenners and the Kardashians, the whole thing. That's so. So probably in her head from a young age, it was planted in her head that they as a family were interesting enough to be a television show. Right. And so that probably started it all off for her. Whereas like that doesn't exactly happen to me or whatever. Right. Um, but but yeah, like you're right in that. Yeah. The way things are shaped, like, for example, this morning we were talking about moving to California and I was like. Ugh, I would never live in LA. Like I was speaking in LA and then I went to San Diego and I was like, who the fuck? Would, why the fuck would you live in LA? And the thing is like. Laura, my, my husband's aunt and uncle moved to LA a long time ago because he's an advertising, he was an ad writer. And at the time it was just somewhere you really had to be. And on some level, I guess it still is. But now it's just like, you don't have to move to LA to write a sitcom. You don't have to move to LA. I mean, maybe to shoot it, maybe because all the celebrities are there. But you don't have to go to L.A. for any fucking reason. You can do whatever you want, wherever you want, and just send it in, Skype it in, have your meetings on you know, Google Hangouts or whatever, and be done with it. Yeah, totally. You don't technically have to move anywhere. And I was like, wow, that's amazing that like, yeah, 20 years ago, if you had an aspiration, you had to go where those things were happening. You don't have to do that anymore at all. Yeah, I was just thinking, that's so interesting because it's like the... Um... If I would have had the skill set that I have right now, and I don't even know what's happening. I don't know what's happening in the acting world over there at this moment, meaning I don't know what the process is for auditioning and things like that. But when I was in L.A. around, you know, over 10 years ago, like, you know, I would say late 90s when I was auditioning, it was such a challenge because you have to go to the the agents like building to pick up your your sides, like, that's what you had to do um, because a lot of us still d- didn't even have fax machines in our house, right? We would have to go pick up oh fax, faxes. Like, you would have to either go to, like, Kinko's to pick up a fax sent from your agency or you needed to go to the studio. It, not the studio, sorry, the building of your agents to pick up your sides and or sides and script every single night. Whenever you had an audition. So let's say you had a job. All of a sudden you get a call. Hey, you have an audition tomorrow morning. So that means that now that I'm at my, you know, waitressing job, I'll get off at midnight. I have to then go to the agent's building to pick up my sides for my 10 a.m. audition tomorrow morning. I have to get all the information. It was such a pain in the ass. And sometimes I had, you know, to pick up like a bunch of sides for a bunch of. So anyway, there's all of that crap. And then it was like I wasn't really used to being on in on camera i was a i was a theater actor right so i wasn't used to being on screen i wasn't used to like being taped it was and and having to hit um to hit marks that was another thing that was kind of foreign to me i know how to hit marks when i was on stage too like just general blocking like you move here when so and so is there but it was never like when you're doing auditions for 
um, like especially for soap opera and things like that, you have to hit your marks like to the to the point. Like you have to be on that specific l- little line on the ground, and you can't obviously look it. You can't look at the ground. You have to look at the camera. And how do you know where it is? You th- that's the skill. <laughs> you have to okay. learn how to hit it. Like you have to hit, learn how to walk across the room and hit that mark specifically to hit the camera. Right? I didn't know how to do that. Um, so it was kind of tough and it was uncomfortable. And anyway, I'm getting around to this saying, I've had to do that for myself now. Number one, I, I have to set up my own camera shots. I have to make sure that I hit marks because if I don't, I, I'm, I cut my own self out of the shot, you know? So I had to negotiate that on my own. I had to learn to do that via the way that I started it's to hard. create media, right? So then I'm not like so much more skilled at doing that. And the other thing is like, how easy is it to go back and forth? I could do my auditions at home. It would have been so much easier like for me to- Like on tape? You mean? Like on tape. I don't know if that's a thing now, but it no would have idea. been great to be able to go like, oh, here, they need an audition. And I would totally act the pants off of, of no one. <laughs> I totally could do that. I mean, I know for voiceover, you can audition from anywhere. I don't know about whether or not they need to see like your bod, but yeah, you can totally do that via Skype. So what's the difference? Right. Right. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So then anyway, I would have felt so much more comfortable that way. And I'm so much more comfortable with technology in, in that sense as well. Yeah. I guess it's just, yeah, it's just so funny how things have changed. Yeah. Blah. Um, so yeah, the other thing about blog hurt, um, and then we can finally move on from me is that, um, uh, it it was kind of good not to be in a podcasting thing because of the sponsors. So like I would go to the sponsors and they were like most every single one of them had a contest where they you would give them your blog card and then you would win something. And they would always like, do you want to enter to win? And I'm like, no, no, no. I want to leave that for the bloggers. Oh, you're not a blogger? <clears throat> no, actually, um, I'm here to see if you guys are interested in influence marketing. And they would say yes. And I would say, well, that's cool because I represent podcasters who are um, getting a crazy return for influence marketing. It's just like working with bloggers, but with an added element of that audio show. And they were like, wow, cool. (laughs) I never even thought of that. That's amazing. Throwing their business cards at me. I am not kidding you. It was like a, it was like a, a podcast advertisers gold mine. And so I am here to say that A, if you're looking for sponsors, your brands, big and small, are psyched about it. And B, they're interested in trying. I mean, I'm not sure if going to podcast events is like the right use of my time now. Because people who are like so FinCon is like, you know, if FinCon is a is an event where it's all they're looking for they're like it's for bloggers and YouTubers and I think, but they all are talking about money and finance or whatever. Wait, what the fuck is FinCon? I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Well, I know that Jessica Rhodes is going hi, Jess, and um, yeah, really? and I, you know, like there's that's a good use of your time. Um, digital content creators and personal finance. That's right. Okay, that's exactly what it is. Digital content creators who talk about personal finance, but um, the sponsors there are looking for. Same thing is here. They're looking for people who um, want to partner with them and and be sponsors. So like all these sponsors and exhibitors are people who probably want to work with podcasters. So mm-hmm. I should go after them immediately. Yep. Yeah. It's so funny because we've had I've had this conversation about um, about uh, the same thing for 
for, for podcasters. Like there's been times I remember when I was talking with Mer Lafferty, not this year for Podcast Movement, but the last year when she was inducted in the Academy Hall of Fame. And I was like, you know, people don't, because she was, she was saying like, you know, it's so hard because people here don't know me. Not hard for her, but what I'm saying is she felt kind of uncomfortable because she said people here don't know me. They don't know who I am. I've, nobody knew you me. Know, nobody knew her. And so, and I was like, well, you have to, you know, me and my, my cheerleader self, you have to just show up. I mean, it's up to us to make ourselves known, you know, and I'm like all like, like that. But then she goes, but why? Because my audience... My people go to the sci-fi conventions. My people are the people that are going to Comic-Con. My, those are my people. Dragon Con. Those are my people. She's right. And so she goes, I go there and everybody knows me. I go there. Those are her listeners. Those are people that actually engage with her. Those are people that are part of her community. Those are people who have truly, literally made her career. But think about what I'm doing. You know? I'm going to podcast movement knowing that there is ad large and all these other agencies that are trying to do what I'm doing. I'm the only one at Blogger. So GoDaddy and and um, who else? Did I, t- I mean, like, I just have to think for a minute because there was just so many um, embassy suites and go RVing and Campbell's Soup and all. The- they're all looking for influencers like an agency. Going there and seeing people who are looking for influencers is like, gonna, I kind of cleaned up. It was great. There's no competition. There's no competition. There's no, nobody else there like giving them this idea or helping them think about it. And a lot of the people who were there with the, for the bigger brands like CLR, you know, that um, cleaning fluid stuff, the clean, the cleaning company CLR. Uh huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or you have no idea? No. Um, let me think of another one. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, let me think of another one. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, who would be another big brand that was there? Um, let's just say Embassy Suites as an example, okay? Okay. Um, a lot of the times the people who were there were their reps from the ad agencies. And they were like, oh, you do podcast marketing. I don't just represent Embassy Suites. I also represent Ford. Hmm. I also represent uh, Pete's Coffee. I also represent, you know, and so I got half the people I talked to were agency reps. One of them from Dallas that was like, "Can you come talk to our whole agency about this? We all are dying to nice, know about dude. it." Yeah, that's cool. It was crazy. So like, well, I'm yeah, I was so you, yep. excited. I was so excited, and it kind of makes me feel like, why am I going to all these podcasting events again? What am I doing? Well, I think I mean, that yeah. there's a... Oh, go ahead. Actually, what we're doing is I'm furthering the cause for She Podcasts when I go to those. This is a different hat. That's all. I don't think I should wear the agency hat when I go to podcast movement unless I'm trying to get new shows because the sponsor thing isn't is going to be as hopping as it would be at someplace like FinCon or Blogger. Right. And and yeah, you're total, you're totally right. It's a total, it's a completely different hat. You just got to wear what it is, you know, because when exactly. you have to get super clear, you know, going to the podcasting... Um, events, you're sort of like the boss. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, you know, like you're the boss girl, like you're like exactly that you're the expert. That's because of all these different things. Whereas when you go there, you're doing your job. You're mm-hmm. it's you, you're you're wearing that other hat that nobody else can wear there. That's kind of neato. Yeah. So now it's kind of making me think like um, I should go to the blog her food and all the other blog blog conventions because. I don't know. Blogger food. I don't have that many food podcasts, but like I just signed one really good one. Lindsay, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I signed one really good one and it's so well done and I want to get her really good sponsors and like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like now I'm just like, oh, I need to go to all the blogging things because it was so worth it. Right. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Anyway. Anyway. Something to think about. So it was very lucrative. Very, very That's fantastic. I'm so happy for you. And then you had something funky happen at the airport, huh? (laughs) (laughs) What? So random, you guys. Okay, so we all know how many bloggers live in, like, San Diego. There's a ton of bloggers and podcasters that live in San Diego. Well, I went from L.A. blogger to um, San Diego to visit my sister. Yesterday I was flying home. Um, and I had, I was stopping in, we had to stop in Chicago cause we had a quick, um, layover and then we were getting on another plane. But because I had the schmoo at every stop, I had to wait for the stroller cause I'm not going to carry his 25 pound ass all around the airport. And I was in a huge hurry because I only had an hour to board the next flight and the O'Hare airport is ginormous. So I was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for the stroller. And finally, Laura and, and Isabella were just like, fuck this. And they just kind of like wanted to get out of there. So they didn't like hold up the place. So anyway, I'm waiting for the stroller, waiting, waiting. And I go back in and I'm just like, you know, I only have an hour. Like, where's our stuff? I only have an hour. I have to get through this airport. I'm at H. I need to get to K. Like, let's do this. So they, so then I'm looking at, you know, there's another couple families there, you know, now that I, I boarded, I got off the plane first. I sat in the front specifically so I could get off first, specifically so I could get the fuck going. Mm-hmm. And now other families are starting to wait for their strollers and I'm looking around and I'm like, dude, that's Pat Flynn <laughs> standing, waiting for his stroller with me. So I go, Pat. And he looks at me all suspiciously and he goes, yeah. And I go, I'm Jessica, a cup from him. And he goes, oh, hey. Uh, I was like, yeah, you wouldn't recognize me with my glasses on and looking like a hag since I just flew seven hours to get here. <laughs> and I was like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, oh, I just spoke at Blogger. So we're just coming home from that. And he was like, and I said, we spoke at Blogger. And I went to San Diego and he was like, oh, cool. I said, what about you? And he's like, I'm just here for vacation, which I thought was kind of cool because that must have meant my, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Pat, if you listen. But my assumption is that like many of us, he went to Chicago for podcast and was like, this is a cool city. I got to bring my family back. Mm. And so I, so they were just there for vacation. But so my stroller came up and nobody else. And so the guy was just like, and I was like, he, and he goes, I saw a black one. And I was like, uh, I said, these guys are waiting for their strollers too. And the guy goes, are you guys in a hurry? And Pat goes, well, I'd like to get going because he's standing with his wife and two children under the age of four. He's like, well, he was polite, but he's like, well, I'd like so I tweeted and I'm like, so great to see you at the airport. Are you in a hurry? <laughs> <laughs> he just laughed. But I mean, yeah, it was funny. It's so funny. It's such a small world that you would just be waiting for your stroller in the airport with Pat Flynn. That's it. It was There's so funny. How funny is that? So yeah, I love. Oh, that. I look like such a dog too. Oh Christ! You can't look like all nice and pretty. Well, yeah. No, I mean, he was just—he looked like happen. Pat Flynn only in a t-shirt and cargo. Like he just didn't look like he like normal bow tie Pat Flynn, but he looked. You know, they looked normal. He's a boy. I right. His wife is he adorable. Have long His hair, children he has and wife are adorable. They're the most adorable family in the world. But it was very humorous. Okay. I've now wasted a half hour of the show <laughs> talking about well, me and my bullshit. Okay. So now can we talk about me and my bullshit here for a sec? Please. Okay. Now we're going to do some tips. Elsie's tool tips. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. So here's what happened. Every time I come into Pittsburgh, I go to the Apple store and I have them look at my Mac because I can. For once. And because it's still covered. 
and and there's no Apple store, uh, you know, in North Carolina where we live. And so um, I, you know, I like to take care of business here because, of course, my computer is 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 my my life. It's my work. Right. So they had done a couple of funky little things. I just wanted to make sure that everything was all right, to be honest. And And I knew that she was going to everything was fine. But I I had to like leave. I had to leave her overnight. Her. Her. Her name is. Yes. Apple star. I <laughs> Okay. So anyway, I, I was set for this. I was ready. And this time I was going to go, okay, I'm not going to use the iPad that I have, which is like basically second generation iPad, super old. It only has like 12 gigabytes on it. The girls like play. Anyway, it's, it's just useless, right? Yeah, they're really um, slow incredibly lame and, and um so that i'm like i'm just going to use my iphone to do my work i can i can pretty much get everything done i didn't have to do any podcast editing that weekend so that was great so what i did find out is that i can do the majority of my work on my iphone on my iphone because everything syncs up but this is what i did find out i also was using my macbook 2000 2000 i had a 2000 period excuse macbook me? Yeah, that's running leopard. Fifteen years old. It's very yeah, it's very old. Oh, shit. Is it MacBook or two thousand and six? So is it two thousand and six? No, two, maybe it is two thousand and six. It's ten years old. All right, that's but better. still whatever. Ten, it's ten years that's old. That's a lot, but yeah, running leopard, and I cannot upgrade it to any new operating systems because the processors are so slow. So um, there's no way for me to update almost anything. So these are the things that do not run on my computer. Trello does not run on any of the browsers are you waiting for me to be surprised because i'm not no i know well i didn't know (laughs) any of this stuff so i was just like wow i can't do that i barely was able to run gmail so gmail works and wordpress works so that's good on really super old chrome you know everything else does not google drive does not dropbox no um none of none of that stuff so what i ended up having to do is basically i would have to download files onto my iPhone and then send them over to my own email. And, and I also had to do that for links. If I had a link that was in Trello that I needed, I then had to open it up on my phone, copy paste, and then email myself that link so I could finish the show notes. Sounds like a super good use of your time. Yeah, I know. So anyway, I was just figuring, but here's, here's what I did find out though. So the majority of the show notes were totally done they were completely done on my phone. They were done on ByWord because I already have a template in ByWord that I use. And ByWord syncs with the computer and it syncs with my iPhone. So everything was already preset there. It was super easy for me to type in it. No problems. But I used a feature that I have not used in the past because I never really had to. And I kind of don't use it that way. And that's a direct publishing to WordPress. And so basically what I do is I just write everything on ByWord. And then when it says publish, you just press publish and it automatically just publishes a either public or draft onto our She Podcast blog. Completely formatted, completely the way that I always do it. Dude, like, that's awesome. Oh my God, that's amazing. So the only thing that I had to do then was then add after it was in the draft mode. I just wanted to make sure everything was fine. So I went in there and I checked things out and I had to add the image which I added, ended up adding way later anyway. But that was great. I was like, wow, this is so, it was so easy, Jess. And it's the upgrade to publish via ByWord, this app, is $3.99. 
I'm so glad you explained this because when I saw the article in the show notes and I looked at it, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I would use this for. I cannot yeah. imagine what I need this for. So then that was like really good because if you do have like certain temp, like, cause if, yeah, if, cause I write everything in there anyway and everything's formatted. So I send you the RTF from ByWord. That's mm. exactly what I did. Like all I did was email it to you from my phone and right. it's already format like everything's kind of pre-done there and you can export to pdf you can export to html you can export to rtf plain text and uh, markdown and you can now uh, publish so you can either publish to evernote blogger tumblr um wordpress and i think some other things that i've never heard of so i'm not quite sure what that is but i just thought wow that's really i mean i've never i've never used that feature i know that it was available because it, it was it was been, been available since 2013 I've just never had to, you know? Right. Like, and so I'm like, I'm going to give this a go. And it was genius. So I just wanted to share so that with for you. those people. I think this would be great and amazing for people who do lots of blogging, but don't, you know, all the time. Like just plain old bloggers, people who really live off of their blogs and do lots of writing for their blog. Easiest thing ever. Boom. Gone. Bye-bye. I'm going to have published. to look into it now. And, it. You, can, and you can add tags, categories. Like there's all of this information that you can add, mm-hmm. which I didn't because I didn't know what we were naming it. <laughs> like, there was right. like a lot of stuff I didn't even know at right. that time. I'm like, oh. Right. But, but it's great that it was, it was so fast. So I'm impressed. And now I feel so much more empowered and also know that my computer is old. I mean, uh, the first you one. knew that. Well, of course I knew that, but I just didn't know that there were so many things like Dropbox. I could even opening up Dropbox in the browser because the browsers were so I can't update the browsers because mm-hmm. the operating system is so old. Mm-hmm. So there were so many things I could not not do. Oi. Oi. So then like I'm thinking like why do I even need that computer? I can't even give this to my daughter cuz it can't do stuff. So well, what are you going to do with sell it? it? I don't know. What do you? What? Do, what does one do with an old, a ten-year-old MacBook? Well, I took mine. It wasn't ten years old, but my old computer went to Gazelle. So let's let's see how much you could get for it right now. Ready? Because it's like uh-huh, okay. Okay, we're gonna it's, go I on Gazelle dot com. It's two thousand and six, I believe, and it's wait, wait, just the wait, first just half wait. of the year. So you go to Gazelle dot com, you choose okay. sell. Do you have the serial number? Not on me. Okay. Let's just browse Apple computer. Okay, so it's a MacBook. Yes. MacBook Pro, you said, right? MacBook. It's the Not white one. Not a Pro. Okay. Not a Pro. Screen size? 13 inch, I assume. Okay. Processor? That's the one that, like, I think that if you can just tell them it's 2006, it's the first No, but I'm saying it wants to know, like, is it 1.83, 2, 2.1, 2.13? 2. I think it's 512. No. Yeah, it's an old school, dude. It's 10 years ago, which is why it can't run the newest operating systems. Okay, let's see. So you don't have it on you anymore, so you can't look well, at it. Well, like, I mean, I do have it, but not, obviously. No, she is not close to me. Well, let's say one. it's the old one. Okay, late 2006 or mid 2006? I think it's mid. Okay, next. Or maybe, le- anyway. What ahead. condition is it in? Broken, good, or flawless? Broken means doesn't turn on or has physical or functional defects. Good is normal signs of use. Normal signs of use. Okay. Good means all the following are true. Minor physical damage, powers on, displays functions normally, can, OS can or is installed. It is. All of that. Yes. 
Okay, it says, unfortunately, we can't offer you any money for this item. Even though we can't pay you, we'd still like to help you recycle it responsibly. Please check out Great. these recycling resources. So mine Fabulous. was a 2011 MacBook Pro, and they gave me $690 for it. Oh, geez. Yeah, so no, I knew that. Too old. Mine is too old to even recycle. No, you can recycle it. You're well, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. To even get any kind of cash, so then I'm like, right. maybe it can just be like a media computer of some kind. If it works, so if Gmail, I mean, can you run Netflix on it? Yeah. Then use it for that. Let it be your TV. Like my little Netflix, like mm-hmm. next to that's what you know. That's what actually kept the girls because when remember we didn't have any um, web. Uh, we didn't have any Wi-Fi and, or any kind of internet mm-hmm, at home. Mm-hmm. Then what I was using that computer for was to watch movies because yeah. it has a DVD player. So then I would yep. have a little DVD thing oh God, and they could watch has... movies. Yeah, I would so. say let it be a um, a television-ish type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's and to play stuff it. and like just maybe download a crap ton of movies and have them like you know actually download them onto the computer because I have a huge I mean it's a pretty big gig- yeah. I mean pretty big hard well, drive we have an iPhone five because you know when you upgrade you can't or you could I guess trade them in but not usually to AT and T so we right. kept it for when Isaac was born and we put all his stuff on there so it's like um, every Fisher Price app and then like PBS Kids and. Yeah, all that and that's stuff. it. It has no service. It does get Wi-Fi, just like yours. So it's perfectly good for him. But like, he can't text on it or like use right. Facebook or whatever. And that's perfect. It's, it's almost like you have like a walking MP3 slash MP4 player. That's all it is. That's all you can use it for. And that's actually a good use for it because this way you never have to buy a TV. That's true. It could just be like a small little something that I can set yeah. up there for the girls. when you travel with it. If it has, like you said, DVD players, they can actually watch movies in the car for that 20-hour drive that you guys Well, the only thing, no, no, I have to say that they can't do that because the battery is, the battery sucks. You know, the battery, you have to, I have to oh, have Oh, I found in. a new, I think Scott sent me a new thing where it's like a portable, didn't you send it to me? I did, I have it. Yeah. You? But I'm not, but it's like, yeah, no, I know, I bought it. <laughs> Remember? Oh, right, yeah. It was somebody. <laughs> But yeah, no, so I'm not, it has to be plugged in the whole time. So it's going to be sucking up battery life the mm, entire time. So, never mind. but whatever, I mean, it's, that's probably what I'll use it for. So anyway, that was it. But by word for doing that kind of stuff is really great. By word. By word. Everybody by word. I, get, I keep mentioning that. So if you guys B-Y-W-O-R-D. use by word. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to some news. The news you can use. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. First, I just want to say I give a shout out. This is actually what this is for. It's for little podcasting buddy, Jason Bryant, um, who is announcing wrestling at the Olympics. I know, right? What? I know. I cannot even take it. I can't either. You know so what's the, funny is that John, what? I would like to invite John to come on the show yes. for okay. just a second because we co-hosted with Jason Bryant on um, Off in the Weeds. Uh-huh. He and was I, our first guest. He was came our on first the show. And, and only so far guest. Yes. Oh my God. But the funniest part is that I sent it to him. What he wrote back to me was so fucking funny that I almost uh-huh. peed myself. Like I'm trying to... <laughs> I go, I sent him the article and he goes, crazy, huh? And we had him on our show talking about how he shit himself in a park. <laughs> he gave us a poo haiku. Yeah, he gave us a poo haiku. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And now he's, he's awesome. to get to the Olympics. If, we, we, if you want to hear about how Jason Bryant 
almost crapped in his, or crapped in his pants in a park. <laughs> now he had to take care of himself, and there's probably still there's still Jason Bryant underwear on a on a trail in a park somewhere. <laughs> My God, near, near, I cannot even take it. Right. So as you know, as, as soon as as big as you get, there's always that story. Yeah. There's always that story. No, but you know what? Jason's always been such a part of the community in those key play things. And this is something Should that I feel. Pants? Is, well, not you know about? what I mean. That he's just like he went on your show. He was your, you know, he's, he does that. Like he, we do lips in live with Crystal and he's he's in the audience, like mm-hmm. engaging with us. Right. You know, he's he's. He's tweeting back at me. He's he's engaged, and and it and and why? Because he's a podcaster, and he knows us because we're podcasters, and we love podcasting, and he's interested in that, and it makes him incredibly accessible. And you know, I I knew Jason Bryant through his just his name and the stuff that he put out, leaning like the names of his podcasts and stuff. But I I don't really listen because I'm not interested in any of the wrestling stuff, right? But the man is really good at what he does. He is extremely good at what he does. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's so funny that I know him through that. And I guess what what makes me so excited is that he's just such a good guy. Mm -hmm. And he's so connected to the industry. And at the same time, you know, he's doing something that... No one else in podcasting is doing that. And nobody's, you know, it's it's a completely unique business model, really, that he sort of created, that he's doing and and has continued to do because of a sport that he truly, truly loved. And I think when you read the article, you know, um, there's an article here that I sent over that Crystal actually sent to me. So hat tip to Crystal for sending this to me. Uh, The title is, it's, it's published at the Daily Press and it says, Love of Wrestling Leads Jason Bryant from, how do you say that? Pocosan? What? What, how do you say that? The name from Pocosan? From Puhaiku to Olympics. <laughs> no, P O Q U O S O N. P O Q U O S O N. Yeah, I think you said it right. Whatever. I'm going to go with what to, you did. Okay, whatever. <laughs> to public address announcer at Rio Olympics. Mm-hmm. So, and then it starts to explain how he couldn't really actually, the, the gist of the story is that he couldn't continue a wrestling career. Like he couldn't wrestle. I mean, obviously he could wrestle, but what I'm saying is, you know, what are you professionally. <laughs> and so the, but he loved to do it for so much, so much that he started to announce wrestling when he was still like the first announcement that he did was um, when he was 17. And then it's because of that, that podcasting sort of fit into what he was already doing. And he kind of like blew that up. Mm-hmm. Like it just, he just blew it up. He continued to talk about the stuff that he completely totally loved Mm -hmm. he continued to announce and he continued then to help people create a a a wrestling uh, i'm I'm sorry uh universities and schools wrestling teams create podcasts Mm -hmm. because well why not he was already doing it people were asking him and so that's kind of what he does and that's how he ended up basically the thing blew like built on top on top of each other and again he is incredibly knowledgeable about wrestling and He's an amazing broadcaster. Like, he's given himself the skills to be able to do this stuff. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, anyway. He's announced at uh, Madison Square Garden, announced wrestling at Madison Square Garden in New York. I mean, it's, um, it doesn't get Godin? any bigger than that. What are you, all of a sudden, New Yorker? <laughs> at Garden. That's right. Madison Square Garden. He was over there announcing. <laughs> all right, ladies. <laughs> all right. Thank you, John. But he's all shy about staying in he's our so show. Shy. It's I adorable. Know. Um, but it was so good. I loved, I really, truly love that. So congrats to Jason. 
Brian. Yay, so Jay. And another little shout out that we have um, off our news. We were, we were featured on a blog post over at Kim.today. How cool is that today? Isn't that neat? I think that's Kim. great today, Kim. dot today. That's so I, awesome. I know, Kim, dot today. She um, had us as part of her favorite podcast of 2016 edition. Mm-hmm. So that was really sweet. We're going to put a link in the show notes. She wrote a bazillion. A bazillion. Like, a bazillion podcast. A bazillion. Like a bazillion, yes. Um, and uh, she's a runner and she's a wannabe she podcaster. So, Kim, shout out to you, lovely. Thank Yay, you so much for including you. us on this. Um, she had um, pro blogger and biz chicks <laughs> podcast and social media hour biz chicks, biz chicks. Uh, as well as outside podcasts that she n- named here and a ton of running podcasts because obviously well she's a runner if you look at her picture you could see that she does run so thank you Kim for um, featuring us and hopefully you'll introduce some more people to some really fancy thank podcasts you. thank you so much Oh my God! Now, now, what are we doing now? Now what? Um, now what? I think we should talk about Chrissy Christy. Hausler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Team Podcast, dudes. TeamPodcast.com. Especially now, the what, end. Just kidding. The end. <laughs> no, I know it's August. It is uh, when we're when this is publishing. It's this is going to start it's August the when we're season when we're you taping know? it. No, I'm sorry. What? It's August now. It's August now, yeah, when we're taping and when we're going to be publishing. Yeah. It's still going to be August. So what I'm saying is here. <laughs> what a, wait, what are you saying? I'm saying <laughs> that it's school. School is coming, dude. Oh. School is coming. And yeah. there's a lot of, and what I, I have to say that a lot of our of my clients and a lot of people that I've seen in the, in the She Podcast Facebook group had said, I don't, you know, basically have taken the summer off. Right? It's hard, but yes. Yes. They've taken the summer off. That means that they're going to be starting up once school comes goes back into play. And this is the time to start to get your team ready and set and possibly choose a little bit differently than you did last year. Refine your workflow, mm-hmm. get your things done so that you can let go of the things that don't serve you anymore. And if you need to outsource any of that, you do need to move over to Team podcast.com with Miss Chrissy Hausler. She is fantastic and she can get your show notes, some editing stuff. Social media is actually one of the biggest pain points that we see, don't we, Jess? It's like crazy pants. People I mean, on it's hard to keep up media. with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Mm-hmm. So let her do it for you and you can set it and forget it and it'll be all done. She does And the th- show notes and the editing and yep. and yeah, all of it. She'll and even the, do your social media stuff. graphics. She does all Dude, all that it. stuff. So just reach out, teampodcast.com, say, you know, tell her she podcast sent you over yeah. so that you can streamline your stuff and get yourself, you know, all fun and powerfully ending 2016. I can't believe it's almost yes, over. Yes, I can't either. It's not almost over. What are you saying? Don't say that. Well, we're... Why would you say that? Because it's almost 2017. No, <laughs> it's not almost. Are you serious? Well... And we have how many months? <laughs> What's More. funny is that I said serious and my phone went, how can I help you? Because <laughs> I trained it to, so when I said, hey, Siri, it will respond. Oh, my God. Boy, it's really listening to me. Oh, my God. That's a little scary, isn't it? It's very scary because I have not how ever done that. How do we feel that? about that? Because it'll be, my girls would be talking to Siri. My girls talk to Siri all the time. It's scary. Anyway, and then the next thing we just want to mention really quickly is the messengers, the the wonderful documentary 
that is being created over there's a campaign at Indiegogo. If you guys please go over to shepodcast.com, the messengers, to donate a little something something to get them finished up here. They have about one more month left, possibly a little bit left less uh three three months i mean sorry three weeks left so please go over there and donate what you can to get more of the podcaster voices out into the world yeah um, because it's so necessary yeah yeah i mean we're in it are you in it no i think you but are. i am by proxy in it because of you i think you're in it because i don't think i'm in it dude i wasn't at the podcast sure. i know but that doesn't mean you're not in it all right. <laughs> but I'm not in it. How could this be? I don't know. Well, see, the thing is, it could. yeah, I'm not in it. As far as I know, I'm not in it. You're so <laughs> silly. I'm I'm there by proxy because of all of you guys who are amazing. So, all right, yay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I want to talk about this article that I came across because I thought it was really interesting. And it's something that I often, as a Facebook moderator, Facebook group moderator, sometimes it, some of these things come up, not from the perspective of this man. So, okay, first I'll let you tell you, this is an article that I found over at pod2pod.com, mm-hmm. and it's um, basically, be smart about Facebook group advice, basically, like mm-hmm. or Facebook advice, right? And at first, when I read that, I thought it meant... Um, be smart about Facebook advice. And since I've constantly been checking out to see how podcasters use Facebook, I thought like, oh, maybe this is about Facebook ads or maybe Facebook's promotion or Facebook, I don't know, something. But it ended up being about advice to basically to podcasters to discern the types of questions they go into groups to ask. And it made me kind of start to think about, you know what, that's a really smart thing to say, although I didn't really like the point of view that he made towards the end of it. But I do like the um, idea of this Mm -hmm. Um, because he was saying, basically, it is great to go into Facebook to ask specific advice about like technical issues that come up sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, my audio is sounding really crappy. Does anybody know how to remove that? Or does anybody have a reference? Or, you know, when people go in and like, go like, I'm looking for an editor. Does anybody have a reference for that? Right. You know, that kind of stuff is like super easy. And like, I kind of, I like that, right? Um, that's really awesome. Yeah. I think when it starts to get iffy is when you start to ask general strategic and tactical questions in the group because... I find that it's really hard to give somebody advice that's based solely on a question like, um, how would I say it? Like, I don't know. Should I, when should I start? Like, when should I start getting sponsors for my show? Mm -hmm. To me, that is a, that is not a question that somebody in a Facebook group can really answer for you, especially if they don't know the industry, because there's going to be people who have been working with, with sponsors Basically, from the beginning, there's going to be people who abhor sponsorship and don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people who um, are starting, that are doing the same thing themselves. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be people who have heard advice from other people, but they have no idea what that's like for themselves. And so they're going to get all of this information that has nothing to do with 
how everything fits. You know what I mean, Jess? Because I remember when you were talking about working with a, with a client that hasn't even launched their podcast yet. And I was thinking like, oh, I don't know about that. But the thing depends is, on the- it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally so depends. I, you know what I mean? I can't generally go into that, go into the Facebook group and then go like, oh, you can't do that. Right. And be all dogmatic about it. Correct. Because I don't know what the situation is. It could be Oprah. <laughs> Oprah would do fine with sponsors. Oh, Oprah would do fine. She's not right? going to have a problem. Exactly. And so it depends exactly. Um, and that's when I think we get, and especially for tactical things, like things mm-hmm. like, should I launch with three podcasts on my feed or should I launch with one? Or, or, or how many should I have? And it's like, well, what there's so to me that there's so many questions that there is no right answer. And if you get stuck with that or you don't launch because you don't have three podcasts done or you want to do 10. Yeah. And you're still waiting to do your 10. It's, I think it's hindering people a lot of the time. So I don't well, know. What, what do you think about that? What do you think is a good use of our group? A good use of our group? Like how, what are the best questions to ask? Maybe even, you know, obviously she podcasts, but in any Facebook group in terms of your podcast, like what are the, some, some good questions that you can ask in there to get well-rounded answers? And what are some questions that are best served for possible more experts, I guess, in a field? The thing is like, it's not just about podcasting. This is every group. Yes. Every group. Yes. And, and actually, I think maybe even Facebook as a whole. Mm-hmm. Right? I often can't believe some of the stuff that people ask on Facebook when I'm just like... I know. That's why the I'm fuck saying. didn't you just Google that? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm in another group called North Wilmington Moms. I think we talked about that before. And it's all the mothers in this area, North Wilmington. And just to go there and show you some of the questions they ask. I mean, the thing is with this group is that... You're at like you can Google it, but you want to know people's um, recommendations. So it's like who has the best lawn care service? Does anyone have a car with three rows and captain shares? Um, what's a good place to get a trim with some layers that doesn't cost an arm and a leg? Like you can Google that stuff, but you want the opinion of the group. Right. Totally. So in that pl- kind of area, I feel like it's a good use to do what they're doing which is to get a group consensus. I think in our group, in a podcasting group or any tech group, wanting to know the thing that people use the most in a similar way is good. So what mic does everyone use? Because you can't decide. Right. I mean, because you can take a class, you can Google it, but you need the group consensus. Or how do you approach, um, how do you approach um, sound proofing or how do you approach daycare or co-hosts or guests or whatever like getting a group consensus is what i think a group is for let me go into our group and just see like i like a question like um obviously i think i asked this question did i ask this question um about uh there was scheduling like i i was trying to figure out you know i was changing my schedule to work with clients and i wanted to see what worked for people who were not east coast like, mm-hmm. you know, West Coast time frames. Like, I've been working with a lot of people who are, like, in Australia or in, you know, in Europe and things like that. And I was wondering, what is the best time zone or times, right? And then I got some really great advice for me to think about. So it wasn't like I got enough advice and enough 
um, experience from people that I was able to then make a, an intelligent decision for myself. Mm-hmm. Right. I really like that. Um, I so also think that the person that wrote this is in all the dude groups and our group doesn't exactly have this same problem where, cause what he's saying is the problem is that there's these groups are bombarded with people who are more than eager to prove their knowledge than they are yeah. to help you. They're trying to prove how right. smart they are. And we have a couple of those, a couple, not a lot, but a couple. And so it's like, I mean, most of the time when someone offers a question here, they are getting a group consensus one or two, t- you know, a couple of times we've had to be like, um, stop offering your consulting services at the bottom of every comment because it's obnoxious. Yeah. And that's not, yeah, it's so not we cool. will kick you out for that because it's right. not what a, any Facebook group is meant to be. But I also think um, it's also smart to just do, use the search bar in the group and do like best mic, best social media, just to see what people are doing. I think that's a little bit a better use of people's time anyway. So are you, if you're asking me what a good question is, my, I guess my answer is anything that will take a group consensus about something you can't decide or figure out on your own. But I do think people need to try and figure things out on their own first. I'm very, I've always felt very strongly about that when it comes to Facebook groups. What do you think? I, I, I agree with you. I think that there needs to be a certain level of you making your own decisions and you learning enough to know what the next question is. Because if you don't know what the next question is for yourself, then you don't haven't done enough research. Yeah. That's how I kind of, that's how I gauge stuff. So if you, you know, especially with, especially with podcasting, one of the first thing, and then maybe it's just the way that I, that I work. Maybe this is, yeah. Whenever I start to do something in any industry, whether it is podcasting, and it's actually how I did it in both ways. It's how I did podcasting and it's how I did yoga. Whenever I started to get like, oh my God, I really love this. Like when I get that LC excitement happening again, mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't go into a public setting and say like, tell me all about this yoga thing. Right. Right. What right. I did was I went to every single class I possibly could go to in L.A. at that time so that I could experience as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I went and I got myself a ton of actual uh, books of, of yoga books, not just on poses, but I went to philosophy. I went and got Sanskrit books. And then I want um, and, and I started to get magazines like the yoga, the actual yoga magazines that were out there. I started to read all of those. Mm-hmm. Then I went to the, I, I, my university, my old alma mater, alma mater that used to have this sort of like extra classes that w- they would offer to the general public. And they had a yoga philosophy course that they offered there. And I started to learn from university professors about yoga philosophy. This was before I even got into any kind of teacher training or any of that stuff. I wanted to have a foundation of what this thing was before I even wanted to be or a teacher. Like I never, I thought like I want to be a teacher, but I want to know what I'm getting myself into first. Mm -hmm. That's what I did for podcasting. Same thing. As soon as I started to get into it, I started to listen to podcast 411. I started to listen to other people's podcasts. And then the first book of podcasting that I bought wasn't a podcasting book. It was a for dummies book called What is RSS? Yeah. That's what I asked. Because yeah. I'm like, everybody's talking about this RSS thing. I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah. And that's what I got. So I don't think people do that. They just go like, oh, I want a podcast. Well, now sure. what? <laughs> like, right. 
So I think you need to do it. And so that you can ask intelligent questions. And then once you have like, then you're going to have a better question to ask next. So I don't know, because, but there there is going to come a point when going into a group is not a good idea. So what do you think about that, Jess? Because I think this is the advice that I want to send to them. When can you, when is going into a Facebook book, a Facebook group, or maybe even just in, on Facebook in general, to go ask a question, not a good idea. Hmm. When is it not a good idea to go into a Facebook group to ask a question? Um, I like don't I think know. it's ever a good idea to be like, I'm new. Where do I get started? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one because... Like, I don't I, like general I, questions like that or what are you guys up to today? Don't do that in a Facebook group. Um, first of all, no one's ever going to answer the, and that one. And the first one, everyone's going to answer and they, everyone's going to have a different. I mean, I think if you're asking a question that like requires something that's different for everyone, that question shouldn't be asked. But maybe it's you can't know that until you've asked it. That's true. Um, I don't know. That's hard. Like, what questions can you not ask? If it's like a, I don't know. I feel I like hot to, topics too are not. Yeah, a good hot idea. topics would be really tough. I, I think that um, for me, if I were just um, not necessarily doing just a Facebook group thing, but just as a Facebook as a whole, maybe I can categorize this. But I wouldn't go into Facebook. And ask a question, like, okay, so when I thought my, you know, Hunter, um, what, 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 what did I think she had? Appendicitis. That's right. When I thought Hunter had appendicitis, I, going onto Facebook is not a place where I would go post anything. Mm-hmm. You know, because the kind of, the kind of answers I would get would be from a pool of people that I didn't necessarily want to hear from. Does that make sense? So I went to well, like yeah. these. I, I went specifically. Well, obviously, I asked you because I talked to you all the time. So you're like my friend. You were on my friend like category, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you need that. You need to have that. And I know you, and I trust you. So you can say you should be worried, or you can say like, "Dude, chill the fuck out," because that's basically what what you say to me most of the time. But <laughs> but I also went directly to my doctor, mm-hmm. like my actual doctor source. Where I could give him, you know, he's part of my family and he's, you know, he, he's an, a bona fide doctor. Mm-hmm. And I also went to Kate Stillman, who gives me the other side of the spectrum, which is the sort of like the alternative healing part of the environment there. And I felt that through that and um, a mom who has really sort of like super hypersensitive kids who are very much, um, you know, there's lots of allergies and a lot of weird things happening in their bodies all the time. So she's kind of like used to super hypersensitive kids when it comes to food. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, this is a well-rounded sort of view of what I want here and what I need to do. And that felt make me felt kind of calm because I had all of these different points of view coming to me, but it wasn't in a public setting where I know that I would have gotten tons of, you need to take her to the emergency room right now. Or Yeah, what are you supposed to do about that? Yeah. So it's just, it just seems like, and then you, you involve, like, it just seems like you, I don't know. 
there has to be a smart communication in there. So that was a very specific um, sort of research. And I had already done some research based on her symptoms and what I had felt. I mean, there was a lot. It wasn't like all of a sudden I just decided that she had appendicitis. I mean, there were real signs that I observed. So um, I think that when you have very specific needs, maybe asking for an expert, like I think I would have gone into Facebook and said, is there a doctor here that I can get on the phone with? Yeah. That's actually what I would have asked. Is there somebody who's willing, who's a, who's a, who's a, a nurse or a doctor that I can talk with? So I'm more apt to respond to something like that if somebody will post that on a Facebook group and be able to do something along those lines inside of the She Podcast group where it's like, I am dealing with this, this issues. Is there an expert that can really help me with this aspect of things because I really need to work through this? Right. Right? Yeah. Instead of... I don't know how to do my, how do I grow my podcast? (laughs) What? (laughs) Like that drives me up the wall. Yeah. What do I do to grow? Uh, G. (laughs) What what have you, you know, and it's like, I think that it doesn't, there's so many things. There are so many things you could do. And I don't want to, and sometimes I never answer that because I don't want to sit there and go, how long have you been podcasting? Yeah. You know, because that's my first question. Yeah. How long have you been podcasting? How do you promote your podcast currently? How do I grow? Well, there's a prayer <laughs> group <clears throat> that meets every Thursday. It's the podcast. And you know, we, you know that could be a course. <laughs> podcast prayer. People would totally be like, really? Yeah. All you do is give us some money and we'll pray. <laughs> yeah. And your podcast will grow. (laughs) (laughs) How much do you think we could make doing that? I don't know. How much? For $10 a month, we'll pray for your podcast. (laughs) I know, right? That shit's funny. I know. We could totally do that. And it'll work as well as some of the advice you get. Ooh, did I really say that? Ooh. I think I did. Sassy. <laughs> sassy. That was salty and sassy. It was salty and sassy. I think it's just that I'm just, you know, it's sort of like sometimes I just want to go, I'd rather hear this. I'd try this, this, and this to grow my podcast. And when you say grow your podcast, my, I guess my next question is always, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Do you mean you want more people listening to your podcast? Mm-hmm. Like as in download numbers and listenership? Or does that mean more people clicking through to whatever you're selling? Mm-hmm. Or does that mean people coming to your website and buying your services? Or opting into your email list? Like, what does growth mean and how does that equal something that's tangible for you? Because you could have a podcast that has 100 right. that, a hundred better question. A better question besides how do I... Yeah, anytime you ask a generic question, you're being a jackass. A better question is... This is what I want. How do I get it? Yeah. Everyone wants to grow their podcast. But if you say why, (coughs) I'm trying to build my business. How do I grow my podcast? Or I'm trying to be famous. I'm a fame whore. Right. How do I grow my podcast? Sometimes the answers are the same. But still, I mean, be creative at least. Because it makes it it makes it easier for somebody to advise you and to be able to see, have you looked at X, Y, and Z on your podcast? And just because you have, you know, X amount of downloads doesn't necessarily mean that you 
are not growing or that you can't be, in quotes, successful because it depends on what the goal is. Yeah. And we have this mindset that it's the numbers that are going to somehow be magical when they're not. Right. That's the numbers aren't the magic. And as you know, selling with, um, you know, just starting to sell uh, advertising and sponsorship and all that stuff, there's something incredibly powerful about influence and about being able to get people to do what you say. Mm -hmm. That is so much more powerful than the amount of people that are doing your stuff. I mean, just having a hundred listeners and that 70 or maybe even 50% of those people at take action with you every single time is so much more powerful than you having, you know, 20,000 listeners and you have less than 10% or even 5% people that are actually engaged with you. Mm -hmm, It's true. It doesn't work. So to me, when I hear that, that's why it makes me want to like, I kind of skip them now. Yeah. I don't want to answer because it's, I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm sick of having to go back to the beginning and, and sometimes I feel that people get caught up with the tactical and they don't want to do the work. They want to know, the, they want to know like, oh, I need to be on, they want clear answers. Mm. In order to grow my podcast, I need to be on Instagram and post three times a day. Mm-hmm. That's the can of answers they want. So true. I need to, and, and, and I'm not that, per, you know, it's like, I'm like, I'm not going to give you that. You got to do a ton of work to be able to do that. And maybe it is, maybe you do need to be on Instagram posting three times a day, but it's it has who knows right you Seems gotta like do the work to me i know <laughs> whatever i'm just i just came up with that yeah so anyway that's that was my rant but i think that we're done now dude we've been talking for a long time right john poor john, poor john. did he fall asleep i'm just kidding don't answer even if you did all right we can go we can talk about this next thing next time well the next thing yeah because that's a big conversation and i kind of want to have that's a more um i have a lot to say about that because i was married to two different men who never stopped repeating themselves so next time we'll talk about repeating yourself yes so you guys repeating yourself it's so cool but anyway if you guys have ever used byword please let us know yeah um let us know and what was the other question oh what are the questions that you should never ask yeah in a facebook group is Let's see if you guys have some. Send some feedback about that. What are the types of questions that you should not what are your pep- ask my, in a Facebook group? One of my favorite things to ask oh, is what? pet peeves in a Facebook group because I love oh, getting the so answers. Fun. They're so fun. We should see. There's just stuff post like that, that that's today. engaging. Mm-hmm. We should. There's like those things are engaging. But what I'm saying, and also if you do send feedback about the stuff that you should not post, you should also add uh like say like this is a better way to put it you know because because sometimes the ant the question is i understand why they're posting it but maybe we should teach each other how better to ask the question yeah so that you can get you know you can get people engaged to help you out yeah um yeah yeah all right thank you guys so much for listening check us out at shepodcast.com are we supposed to tell wait hold on what are we supposed to say oh we have to lay us out <laughs> Yeah, play us out. I'm like, oh, play us out. Here we go. 20 sec- 22 seconds, Jess. Okay, check us out. She Podcast. <laughs> Twitter.com forward slash She Podcast. Facebook.com forward slash group forward slash She Podcast. And our website is She Podcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Love you. Mean it. Bye.